Welcome to Christians Say the Darnest Things, a segment of Pastor with No Answers that will act as the full episode this week. Because you know why? Give yourself a break. Some of you, you can't miss an episode of this podcast. And so this week, you've got time to be flexible. Go listen to Break It Down and Unstoppable Badass and Free Sex. Don't Feed the Trolls. Ask Science Mike. Theology in the Raw. You know, maybe even take a break and listen to music. Did you forget about music? You don't have to listen to every episode of every podcast, you OCD person. You, I certainly can relate. Today, I want to dissect something that Christians say and give you my honest feedback. Now, like I said last time when we did this segment, my intentions aren't to be overly theological here, but rather give a personal response. Looking for a bunch of scripture references here? You may get one or two, you may not. So, just warning you ahead. Let me start off here with a quote that comes from a category of thinking that I'm going to call Christian Optimist Condition. C-O-C, Christian Optimist Condition. These folks that have this disorder, they believe that they have a responsibility to be upbeat, positive and happy all the time, even when their world is falling apart. You you know, how are you? I'm great. My spouse just died, but Jesus is on the throne and Gabriel's mouth is on the trumpet. So I'm doing well. Now, obviously, this is an exaggeration. And I also want to say that optimism and being upbeat and happy, it's not altogether bad. In fact, I think, honestly, I can strive to be at peace a little bit more, okay? Even in the midst of going through hell, we can all find peace. I think that's scriptural. You know, the peace that passes all understanding stuff. But what I don't like is when people feel responsible to use COC to mask real pain, real sorrow. We use these little crazy sayings as a mask, and man, that mask fits snugly. We wear it all the time. It's so comfortable. So one of these sayings is a response to the question, how are you doing? The response is as followed. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly favored. I wish I had a dollar for all the people that have said this to me. In fact, I'm blessed and highly favored out, man. I'd rather die than to hear this saying again. Like, die. So this saying is the topic of today's episode. First of all, this saying seems to fall in the category of of telling someone after they just ate Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, hey, I'm full and stuffed. If you're blessed and highly favored, isn't that the kind, kind of the same thing? So when someone receives a blessing from God, they are highly favored. But hey, that's okay. No big deal. Go ahead and be redundant. Hold on one second. I need to drink some water. I'm thirsty and parched. Mmm. 
That quenched and satisfied my need for aqua and water. Now I'm hydrated and have no more dehydration. So cool that I have access to clean and pure water. Cheers to being in the U.S. and the United States of America. (laughs) So now, back to being blessed and highly favored. Why, why, why must we say things like this? I'm sure it's mainly a pet peeve of mine personally. There's nothing wrong with saying this. I'm, I'm sure there's even power in positive thinking, like uplifting words, eradicating your mind of discouraging thoughts. So maybe I'm the dummy here. Maybe this episode is worthless and potentially detrimental to you. But man, I'll never say this saying, and here's why. So first of all, I don't get a kick out of bragging about being favored by the God of the universe. It's not really my thing. I have a brother in real life, and he can be an asshole sometimes, but for the most part, Jared's a hell of a brother. And if my parents ever expressed favoritism towards me, this wouldn't be a badge of honor that I'd wear proudly, man. I'd be crushed, actually. Why? Because I love my brother and would hate to think how bad... He would feel if mom and dad favored him. Now, I know the spiritual realm looks a bit different. There's many ways of looking at this. Lots of them, I'm sure, giving good reasons to express your blessed and highly favored condition to others. But here's the main reason why I don't like it. I want other people to know God and be attracted to finding the same peace and hope that I've found. And a God that favors me over other human beings? I can never be sure of whether this is the case or not, but I don't think that makes God look super worship-worthy. No one has a lot of respect for a parent that makes a child feel lesser by favoring a sibling. And real quick, you know what? Savior Israel talk. Israel, 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 Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Israel is a nation that God favored, and part of this was due to a plan that would ultimately affect the whole world for the better. Even terrorists, yeah, terrorists could accept Jesus and find a little peace in their lives. Now, I think I can even understand a Christian telling another Christian I'm blessed and highly favored. You know, if having your own Christian language is your thing, That way you can have unique conversations with other Christians and no one else will understand what you're saying. It's like a code. Yeah, code. And that's good, man. Just one more separation between you and people that are different from you. But here's a second reason I don't like this phrase. I think what this phrase implies is pretty Incorrect. What I mean is that most people who say this are insinuating a successful, productive, and flourishing life. Not all of them, but most. God is taking care of me, giving me things I need and want, providing me with money and even favor with other people. Yes, sir. I'm blessed and highly favored. So I guess Jesus wasn't favored when he died on the cross. I guess all the Christian martyrs that really helped established foundations of our current faith were definitely not blessed and highly favored. They were, you know, unless being boiled and beheaded and crucified is your cup of tea. I mean, there's, I don't know if you knew this or not, but those of you that think that we're persecuted Christians here in the United States of America, 
There's places in other countries today that are being killed for their faith. And you're getting heckled on Facebook, man. You guys are just alike. So we're following in the footsteps of people who were tortured for their beliefs. But you mean to tell me that part of what I get from the cross is a shower of material blessings and health? (sighs) I'm not so sure of that. Lastly, these sorts of things represent how you measure God's blessing. There are a lot of people that don't believe like you, and they're certainly recipients of God's blessings, at least the stuff that you call God's blessings. They, they get the same stuff, and yet they don't worship Jesus the same way you do, or maybe they don't even believe that he's God. Does that make you uncomfortable? That they have the same blessings that you have, and they don't even believe like you do. So I'll wrap up by being very general. I just don't understand why Christians can't figure out how weird it is that they have their own little language and cute little sayings. It kind of reminds me of being an American tourist and embarrassingly, embarrassingly being blown away and taken back when you run into someone that can't understand you overseas. How dare they don't know the English language? So can people understand you, Mr. Christian, Mrs. Christian, or are you just so happy about being blessed and highly favored that it doesn't really matter to you that people don't know what the hell you're talking about? That's about it. See you later. And after a while, have a good night. This is the pastor with no answers. Christians say the tarnest things. Visit 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 us on pastorwithnoanswers.com. Now go listen to another podcast.